Hey folks, welcome to episode 123 of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray, and this week we're going to have a discussion about a recent blog post that I saw around uh, NPM audit. So that's kind of some functionality added to NPM to warn you when you've got uh, packages in your NPM uh, package that are out of date or have security vulnerabilities, which is an interesting uh, look. But before that, we are going to do the usual roundup of security fixes for the supported Ubuntu releases from the past week. Been a bit of a shorter week this week. Uh, up first, we had an update for uh, the X server in our 14.04 extended security maintenance release. So I talked about this one actually back in episode 112. In this case, the vulnerability is where a local X client, so that's you know your local user talking to the X server, could crash the server through the X input extension uh, via a change feedback control request. In that case, you could trigger an integer underflow that would then lead to a heap buffer overflow and you could possibly get code execution, I guess, as well in the context of the X server. However, uh, X doesn't run as root nowadays um, you know, due to uh, kernel mode setting and those sorts of things. So yeah, that is kind of good that uh, I guess that sort of attack service as a root daemon has been removed from X, but yeah, you are now a little safer uh, for your 1404 extended security maintenance users. After that was an update for uh, Deja Vu Libre in uh, our uh, 1604 extended security maintenance and 1804 long-term support releases. Uh, this was just one CVE here, an out-of-bounds write via a crafted uh, Deja Vu file could trigger a crash. So again, it's a dial service type vulnerability, but you could imagine possible to get a remote code execution again as well through out-of-bounds writes. Uh, but yeah, that one hasn't been confirmed, uh, but still we yeah, are worthy to update for. An update for libuv was after that. Uh, this is for the more recent releases of libuv, so only affected uh, our Ubuntu releases 2004 uh, and uh, the ones since that, so 2010 and 2104. Uh, in this case, uh, it uh, was, uh, well, libuv is the uh, asynchronous event handling library, so it can handle events uh, you know, for uh, things like TCP sockets and that kind of thing, or even DNS resolution or file system operations, all of that kind of thing you can do via the library, you know, in an asynchronous manner. It's used by uh, things like Node.js and other kind of language runtimes to do that. And, you know, it's pretty handy. So yeah, it's been integrated into things like Julia and even the bind uh, DNS server. In this case, uh, the vulnerability was a possible out-of-bounds read when converting strings to ASCII. You could trigger that through uh, calls to the uh, UV, so one of its own functions for get address info. And so that would be done, I guess, by clients who is probably handling things like TCP UDB sockets through uh, LibUV. So that's a lot of the users there. So, you know, it could be triggered by uh, Node.js applications and the like, uh, resolving, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, crafted uh, domain names and that kind of thing. So, yeah, that is good to see that one being fixed. Uh, and after that, we only had one other update, which was for PHP. So this is five different vulnerabilities were fixed in this. Uh, they go from our 804 long-term support release and later. Uh, the first of these was a use after free in uh, the PHIR uh, archive handling, so FAR archive handling. Uh, these are generally trusted archives, so you're probably not likely to be uh, you're getting impacted by this one. But yes, yeah, so it's a low priority, that one. As well, uh, it would possibly mishandle URLs with embedded passwords. And so you could end up you know, parsing those URLs incorrectly and doing the wrong thing as a result. Uh, not a lot of detail on that one, but yeah, I guess it depends on how your application is using URLs and then what it goes on to do. There was also possible mishandling of XML when processing SOAP server requests, uh, sorry, SOAP server responses from the server. Uh, so in that case, you could trigger a possible null point dereference if you had, you know, or if you were talking to a malicious server, it could trigger that and cause a denial of service to uh, your PHP application. As well, uh, there was the ability to possibly bypass server-side request forgery protections uh, in filter validate URL. So that was fixed too for PHP. 
And that is it for the week in security updates. Okay, so the other thing that I wanted to have a talk about in this week's episode, and I've got a link to it in uh, the show notes, is a blog post that I saw uh, about the NPM audit functionality. And so this is something that's been added to NPM uh, recently in more recent versions. The idea is that it tries to tell you when you're uh, you know, doing an NPM install, so you're installing something from NPM, whether any of the dependencies uh, have vulnerabilities. And so the way it works, I guess, is that uh, in NPM, you have uh, an application that declares its dependency tree so that the NPM tool can pull down all those dependencies and you may declare various versions in there uh, what you depend on and so you'll pull down uh, potentially an old version and as a result it will then say oh that old version is known to have these vulnerabilities and now you know it tells you you've got these different vulnerabilities you can then address them with uh, an, another command npm audit fix which is cool obviously you know if you have got vulnerabilities and then there's a simple way to address them that sounds uh, super neat uh, the idea then is that it will try uh, uh, more recent versions, particularly if your application doesn't depend on you know, strict versioning, like I only depend on this particular version, but if you depend on, say, this and newer, it will then try to pull down a more recent release of that and uh, you know, it, off you go, you're great, that's then fixed. Uh, there are ways that you can then even force that to say, look, even if you are declaring that you uh, want a particular version, you can say, go and force that to be installed and then if you can test, it, does it work or not? And great, that's also fixed as well. So that, you know, it all sounds kind of cool on the surface. Uh, what the blog post goes into detail, though, is that uh, things aren't sort of so uh, clear cut. The idea that it tells you that uh, you're affected by these various vulnerabilities, you may not actually be. And this is something that, uh, as a security team, we come across this quite often. Just because a package has a given vulnerability in it, you know, let's say there's a, a vulnerability in a particular library, and then that is then used by a heap of other packages, uh, you could then say, you know, it could possibly be triggered by those other packages or those other applications that use that library might be affected but it depends are they actually using that functionality at all do they expose that functionality uh, is there any way that that essentially that attack surface can be exposed from that and perhaps there isn't and so then therefore even though the vulnerability does exist in the library you're not actually exposed to it from that uh, from that application point of view and that's what I guess what the, the blog post then goes into it's really kind of highlighting that just because there is a, um, a vulnerability in one of your dependencies, it doesn't actually mean that your your application is affected. And so by servicing that to the user in particular, you know, uh, a developer or whoever who's installing these uh, projects for NPM, it's not necessarily useful because then you see a huge list of potential vulnerabilities and you're like, oh no, this thing's vulnerable when it may not actually be. Or you just start to accept the fact that, okay, everything I install is going to tell me, well, it's got all these vulnerabilities and then you're not going to end up doing anything about them. You know, they kind of compare this to the boy who cried wolf scenario or the old story where uh, the idea is that because you keep, uh, you know, saying, oh, no, there's all these vulnerabilities, people just start to ignore it, even though in the end there could actually be a real vulnerability. And it's very hard to uh, separate the, uh, you know, the possible vulnerabilities from the real ones. You don't know what ones are actually affected for a given application. And so I guess it's a bit too coarse grained a, a tool for that. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see if that changes or if there are ways in the future where particular applications can kind of declare, no, I'm not affected by that, or you know, one dependency can say, no, this doesn't affect me, that kind of thing, uh, so that they can get a bit more uh, like a fine-grained reporting through that tool. Because obviously you don't want to be uh, scaring people every time they install something or making them necessarily overreact to what may or may not be a vulnerability. And by the same token, you don't want them ignoring then real vulnerabilities that actually do affect them. Uh, so, yeah. All right, uh, so if you want to know more about that, I urge you to check out uh, the link that I've got in the show notes. It's a really great read. 
All right, and that actually is it for this week's episode. Uh, just one other note, uh, the podcast will be going on leave for a couple of weeks as I myself am going on leave next week and after that is uh, the mid-cycle product sprint here at Canonical and so uh, we'll be busy sprinting for the week and uh, the podcast will take a backseat that week but we will be back again with you in a couple of weeks' time. Until then, though, remember, if you want to get in contact with the team, we're always here. You can reach us at security.ubuntu.com. We do hang out in the Ubuntu security channel on the libera.chat IRC network. Uh, we have a security section on discourse.ubuntu.com as well. We are on Twitter at Ubuntu underscore sec there as well. So thanks, everyone, for listening again this week. I will be back again with you in a few weeks' time. And until then, remember, keep calm because we've got your back and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.